The Burrito Radio Show is brought to you by 2B1 Entertainment. Tubi One has a game called None is Perfect Billiards. It is a game based on points, stroke play, pretty much. Uh, you get to find out what your score would be in comparison to the pros. It's one of the better games that's out there, and it's new and fresh for the 21st century. If you'd like to be on the players list or participate in one of the games or videos, contact None is Perfect Billiards at nipbilliards at gmail.com. Get on the players list and take part in the fun today. For those in search for inner peace, stop by Sacred Sun, Essentials for Life Balance. Just a short walk from the La Mesa Trolley. Visit us at 8239 La Mesa Boulevard or call us at 619-467-7073 for more details. We're open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesdays through Saturdays. And we hope to see you soon. This is 2B1 Energy, your host for the Burrito Radio Show. Welcome back for another episode. We have what I call the strong spiritual soul on today. Uh, he's a, what I call, I just met him just recently, and the way I like his vibrations, I had to ask him if he wants to be on the show, and he actually said, yes, I would love to be here. And it goes by Randall B. out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Randall B., welcome to the Burrito Radio Show. What's up, my man? How you doing? Oh, uh, you know, um, yesterday I had to do a little singing. I got kind of worn out. Before that, uh, like I said, uh, just been working on the music, but also working on this uh, new pool table game. But as far as yourself, uh, when, I, when we met Saturday, uh, you were like enlightened by this this uh, MMA match, and it got me thinking, like, you know, being that my show is about alternative health, why not get you on my show? So first, I wanted to talk about a little bit about your background. Um, where do you get your inspiration as far as fighting as a youngster for the for what you do? Or um, when did you start, did you when did you start training? As far as training, um, so I trained. I uh, got into the Navy in uh, February 1999. Uh, I always been into like fighting and like uh, martial arts and things like that. I've been watching martial art movies as a kid. I used to grow up, uh, you know, wanting to learn that stuff. So I really got hardcore into it 2005 when I was in, living in Hawaii. Uh, so I got long arms. I'm a tall guy. So uh, it only was right for me to learn how to do boxing and, and mixed martial or Muay Thai before I actually got into MMA. Right, right. Okay, so so you're pretty much you're what, and you're probably in your 20s. No, man. I'm. I did 21 years and six months in the Navy. So I uh, actually retired out of the Navy. I'm a retired disabled veteran right now, 100% disabled. I respect that. 41, 41 years old now. So I'm saying you saw, when you started your first training session in Hawaii when you was about 25? That's when I got hardcore. So I've, I've always been training here and there. I won't say it's, I can't say it's hardcore. Like I used to train my uncle. He boxed. Uh, so, you know, I was in, grew up in Vegas and there was Bloods and Crips. So it was also, it was mostly for self-defense is why I got into like the fighting stuff. 
to, you know, defend yourself because people would jump you all the time. Right. Um, yeah, out there in Las Vegas. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. something. So I should. Okay. So. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, like, you know, your, your military career, uh, you said you did 20. What was your job in the military? If you don't mind me asking. So uh, I'm kind of, I'm a weird breed. I have my primary job was an operations specialist originally, right? But I ended up getting into the SEAL teams. Now, I'm not a SEAL myself. I'm combat direct support. And the SEALs loved what I, you know, loved my energy there as well. And, they, you know, they kind of just let me do my thing out there, man. They let me uh, skydive. I got my static wings. I did two open ocean water jumps. I've been to multiple deployments. And you know, I did 11 years and uh, about six months with the SEAL teams. All right. So you're pretty connected when it comes down to the... Uh the faction of the, the people that really put in the, the crazy work. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm, I was directly associated with them. Actually, to this day, a lot of those guys are some of my best friends, man. I'm actually flying to Utah at the end of this month to see one of my groups. He was a retired SEAL. He was a senior chief. And I'm out there going out there to, to hang out with them for their uh, their birthday ceremonies, like the over 50 <laughs> ceremonies. Right. Now, for somebody that may not be like, maybe like a, uh, you know, that doesn't know anything about the SEALs. What do the SEALs actually do? So um, they really go after the high-value targets, man, and the, the missions where it's, like, high-value. They're not really, you know, really not really designed to go after, like, you know, big mobs of people where it's, like, an army. Where That's where you would send the army and the conventional forces in. The, the, the SEAL right. teams will be more... Between them and the, Green the difference between them and the Green Berets is that the Green Berets do more recon... Honestly, like those guys got similar skill sets, man. They really do. It's just uh, like the the Marines have their uh, Raiders. You got the the Navy SEALs. You got the Air Force, the paratroopers, and their SEER guys. They got different just different specialties. But honestly, the, the I worked with everybody, like most of the forces, and I was I could say that they pretty much have the same skill sets for the most part. It just depend depending on AORs, the areas that they own. So, for example, maybe the SEALs are. Hey, you guys hold down Iraq and then we're sending more army guys over the Rangers over to right. Afghanistan. It really depends on their area of responsibility, is how it really works. Well, like special operations, correct? Right, special operations. Yeah. And so um with you training these SEAL uh, like in as a as a fighters to help like, you know, to with their missions is uh, something to be said. Right. So and you've been doing this for how long? So, uh, and to this day, I still train with people. And the way how that really worked is I don't, I didn't go around saying, Hey, I'm going to train guys. It was just, I trained myself and I'd be in the gyms and those guys all fight too. They'd come in the gym and they're like, Hey man, you want to work out? And I work out with them and they see that I got pretty high skill level. And they're like, all right, so what did you do here? What did you do there? And it, so they start asking me these scenarios like, you know, that they deal with when they deploy. And I'm like, if right. I was in that scenario, this is what I would do. And so next thing you know, like these guys kind of vouch for me, and it was like, yeah, this guy's legit. Let's work out with them. And next thing you know, I'm training guys, and because that's how it worked. They kind of asked me for a little help, and next thing you know, they had a lot of faith in me, and I just started training them whenever they hit me up. So nowadays, for COVID, I have guys all the time coming into my my garage. Like I got a guy lined up today to come over, and these are all guys I, I deployed with. You know, they're in the Navy right now, and they're just they're you know a lot of them are seals good friends of mine. Right. And they're learning special techniques to actually complete their mission, their mission. Right? Yeah. A lot of them are all depending on what they need and what their situation is. They, they might know, they might want to know some, you know, Hey, if this prisoner that they're dealing with and he gets kind of crazy, you know, how, how, what could you do to disable him? And then at the same time, it's like when you're fighting, you got to remember 
when you're not fighting MMA or boxing or anything like that, you don't have on really any good gloves to be punching on people. So you need to you need to strike people certain ways where you don't break your hand. Because if you break your hand, now what? You have one hand. What are you gonna do? How are you gonna shoot your gun? You know, how are you gonna do? It's a whole different. It's a whole different concept of fighting. Yeah, it's a whole different concept. It's it's more more realistic. So I I show them where to aim. Like you aim at the nose. You don't break your hand. It's soft and actually makes the person's eyes water out. You know, things like that. I kind of show them that kind of stuff. How to disable people without hurting yourself. Right now, let me ask you this real quick. Um, have you uh, trained any MMA fighters or, or professional fighters as of yet? Uh, pros, I haven't. That, that are not high level. I train the guys that are amateurs that I can, I can come like tweak them with some of my unorthodox skill set because I have more of a boxing and Muay Thai with athletic style. So it's kind of a little bit of a blend of both plus my own athleticism. Um, so I've had guys that wanted to just add on to their repertoire that come with me and I work out with them. I used to train out of, uh, it used to be back in days called uh, Throwdown MMA, it's in a sports arena in San Diego. And right. now they changed the name of it, it's called Victory MMA. That Dean Lister used yeah, to be- Yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. Victory MMA. Yeah, so it used to be, Dean Lister was one of the jiu-jitsu co- uh, coaches out of there. And um, you know, it used to be Janice. I'm not sure who's there nowadays. Janice was the Muay Thai trainer. So I kind of went out there and trained a little bit and worked out with some dudes that worked out of there just on the side. It wasn't like anything, you know, it wasn't nothing official, you know. It just more we worked out. I think they had one MMA fighter come out of there. It wasn't that bad, I guess. Uh, but I can't remember. Like oh, I said, I'm not. They have a lot, man. They had like Jeremy Stevenson. Uh, he used to kind of, they had like the Alliance MMA where you got Dominic Cruz, Phil Davis, those guys. And they kind of sometimes had like a little partnership where they would go work out with some other fighters. They had like a, some kind of agreement. I don't know what the agreement was, but they would work out. So you'll see different fighters come over between different gyms and work out with each other. Cause you know, they got good different skill sets, you know, so they want to get better and that's how you got to do it. Right. Well, we're going to take a short pause. We got Randall B on our show today. Y'all he's a, uh, what I call an expert at this um, MMA mixed martial arts, as well as a lot of military uh, history or background, I guess I would say not history, but background. So we're gonna take a short pause, give some shout outs to our, uh, some of our sponsors. We'll be right back after these short moments. You're listening to the Burrito Radio Show. Burrito Radio Show brings you a new program titled Boxing is Life, brought to you by the fictional character Baba Zande, for entertainment purposes only. Fresh food for the fresh body. What goes in fresh comes out healthy. Be sure to visit your local farmer's market, and trust me, you'll feel much better. Hi, this is Marcos Carvajal. I'm the author from Behind the Stick, and I wrote a book about uh, growing up addicted to gambling and playing cool and hustling. And uh, you can find this book on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And I wrote this story to explain to you uh, how uh, the addiction to gambling can lead to uh, other things other than just playing pool and what what your pitfalls and strongholds are. So I wrote this mainly for my children, but I hope you can enjoy this book. 
Thank you. Are you in need of legal representation? Affordable at that? No worries. Legal Shield is here to meet your needs and the needs of your family. For more information, contact Candace Howard at CandaceHoward.WeAreLegalShield.com. Can't wait to hear from you. Hello, this is Aya Koren. I am a singer-songwriter, and you're listening to the Burrito Radio Show. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the Burrito Radio Show. This is 2B1 Energy, and we got Randall B. on the show today. Randall B. is an exciting character, and I'd like to like take this time out to actually discuss how he's able to maintain his strength on his nutrition. Uh, can you give us a little background about your nutrition, of you know what you do personally, uh, as far as like keeping in shape to do what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks a lot. Um... So I would say this because like me being in martial arts so much and I like to spar, work out with people, you, you know, you take some damage. You don't think it's a lot of damage at first until somebody measures the side effects. Right. So right. for me, what happened to me, um, I got recruited to do an augment with uh, a developmental SEAL team. They basically get in a uh, new gear and they, they use it in real world situations. Right. So for me to go there, I had to do some screening. They 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 do a uh, brain screening to see where you at to get a baseline to see okay. So if you get blown up or do you take some damage in your brain, what they do is they see they need to know what the baseline was. Has something changed after you just after you've been right. you know you took a concussion or something like that? So for me, when I did my screening, the doctor didn't like the results initially. And this is a year I was doing a lot of sparring. I was doing all kind of stuff with a fight related stuff. The doctor came out after the results. He was like, hey, man, like, I didn't like the results here. Like, are you into something like football or some kind of sports where it takes impact, like fighting or something like that? And <laughs> so I lied to him. I said no, because I didn't want to lose my chance to go to this special SEAL team. And this was in 2016, right. by the way. And I'm like, wow, that scared me, really scared me. So I had to go back and redo the test. And I really tried hard, man. I was sweating. It was really tough on me. So I ended up start doing my, my research on like nootropics, which is like for your brain. Like you want to get vitamins for your brain. So I take a nootropic now, helps memory, focus. Um, like the main ingredients would be L-thionine, like for for memory and L-tyrosine is for people that have PTSD. And it helps them when they get overwhelmed by their surroundings. It uh kind of homes them in and they can focus better, right? So I'm into that kind of stuff really? now. That really changed my life. I'm into like probiotics for your gut flora the way i like to explain to people that never heard of that stuff is uh there's two different types of flora your body will have right you have your skin flora and you have your gut flora well the way skin flora works is like they say hey you don't want to use antibacterial soap on your on your skin because you strip your body's natural way to defend bacteria right so right. It, when it goes to your skin flora or i'm sorry your back your stomach your gut flora 
um, it's the same thing. You look at it, your body like it has a hole in it, basically, and it's your intestine is the the filter separating for the outside world from your your vital organs. So you want to make sure your filter is good. So you look at it like a Brita filter. You want to make sure every once in a while you want to make sure that filter is a fresh filter so it can work faster, you know? So and some of these products, where, where, where do you pick up these products? Oh, you can go anywhere, man. So, so my main ones I'm using right now, I, I just I got one is a standard GNC product for probiotics. It's called uh, Probiotic Solutions, and it has enzymes where you help you break down the food that you eat. And if you the, the better enzymes you have in your food that you can break down your food is the more nutrients you get out of it, right? So you don't have to eat as much. Because you remember the football player Herschel Walker back in the days? That yeah. dude only won eight once a year. I'm sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, once a day. He ate once a day and he was really big. Now, how was he able to do that? It's because he had a really good gut flora. So he could eat one meal and get all the nutrients his body needed out of that one meal because he had a really good gut flora. He had more surface right. area there. So I use a 25 billion is the uh, the number, because you're going to see numbers when you look at the probiotics. Uh, the way you want to look at that, uh, if you if you were, say you were get sick and you want to boost your immune system, or you have like food poisoning, then you want to go with 50. So you just get a 50 billion. Or if you're high cholesterol person, you want to try to lower cholesterol, do you want to do 35 billion? Or if you're really, really older and you were getting really sick, do you want to do something like 100 billion? If that makes sense. So the the everyday person, okay. that normal person, would recommend a twenty five billion. Right, right. So, um, so this is like uh, supplemental to your meals. Yes. So you don't really eat that much. Yeah, actually, I don't. I do a lot of intermittent fasting. Um, and what that is is you you want to let your body kind of use everything you have in the body, and then it gives it a chance to kind of re reset. So my basically my window of we, my window of eating is I say about from one to about five. Like I won't eat outside of those that time frame. One p.m. to one, uh, five p.m. is my time frame. So I really right. don't get hungry. So what happens is if you have a really you know if you really kind of clear you know gut flora, you really don't feel hungry. You just know that your energy levels will get lower because you know you need vitamins. But as far as like you don't have the grumpy, you know, your stomach's not growling, you don't feel grumpy, you don't get all that stuff at all. So I eat once a day, basically. And so is it a large meal or is it anything that you want to eat or is it like something like, you know, you make sure you have to have some protein in that meal? Um, they always say you just eat until you feel full. I have a lot. I go with a lot of uh, like electrolytes, which are like your greens, your magnesium, your calcium, your, your iodine. You know the uh, your, your your typical electrolytes. So I like to have a lot of green salads. I try to go with clean stuff like you know maybe like a chicken, some shrimp, some you know some steak, something like that, a meat. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like for me, I'm more of a low carb kind of person. But it doesn't really matter if if somebody doesn't go low carb, they can eat whatever they want basically. But it will help offset if there is high carbs in their diet. Going intermittent fasting will definitely uh, help them out. So they won't gain a lot of weight from that, you know, things like that. It really helps managing everything. And you can still live your life enjoyably and not be too strict. You know, that's the biggest thing about a diet. You don't want it to be too strict where right. it feels like a diet. You want it to be a lifestyle, man. Now, I've, I've spoken to a cyclist, like professional cyclists, and they're like, you have to be in great shape to be a professional Absolutely. cyclist. And um, uh, I spoke to them about snacking on a regular basis. So as a, as a, you know, as a trainer, 
when it comes down to the fight game, I know you got to do a lot of work, but that's something that you're trying to avoid is smack off. Yeah, like, so we call that grazing, where you kind of like, hey, I, so I hear it all the time with people like, because uh, I'm 41, but I, I don't look, I don't think I look my age. I mean, I, I used, based on what you met of me, I don't know if I look my age or not, but I've heard, I always hear like I'm looking 28 and 30, right? So most people ask me like, hey, what do you eat? So the biggest thing is that some people uh, will say they eat a meal in the morning, right? They eat breakfast and then they snacking on like maybe nuts and, you know, you know, fruit, you know, every hour on hour, they're just snacking. So what happens is that spikes your insulin. So every time you, there's only two times you can't really burn body fat, right? It's when your cortisol levels are high, which are stress. When you're under stress, you can, I don't care how much you work out, you're not going to really burn that much body fat if your stress level is high. And the second time is when your insulin spikes. So every time you put something in your body for food, your insulin will spike. So I always tell people, try to cut back on grazing. Just you could do your standard three meals a day and maybe have one time you snack out that day. But try not to graze and snack all throughout the day because that's going to set you back if you're trying to look to burn body fat. Well, that, if that's if you're looking for it to... To increase your body fat. Right? That and energy levels is a whole lot behind it. It really depends on that person's goal or what they're doing. If, if they're doing it for fitness, if they're trying to gain weight, then that's a little bit different thing. But if you're looking for energy and uh, you just want to feel like, you know, you don't want to feel bogged down. So I don't I don't recommend grazing. You know, not that I'm not a professional doctor or nothing like that. Or yeah, I'm just a I know, you guy, just, man. I'm just 41. Know. And I'm like, and I work out with young, you know, young seals. That are really tough and strong, and I, I got to be on my game, you know, if I'm going to work out with these guys. So that's how I kind of protect myself right. health wise. Randall, if you don't mind, we're going to take one more break and then come back with you and uh, close out the show. We got Randall B on the Burrito Radio Show. We give some shout outs to our sponsor. We'll be right back. What's up, y'all? This is Rika Ray. I wanted to give a big shout out and thanks to the Burrito Radio Show. Keep up to date with all of my music and upcoming events at www.rika-ray.com. All music on all streaming platforms. And on social media, you can catch me at I am Rika Ray at IG and Facebook, Rika Ray. Peace. Hey, you went up there, told me a minute. I ain't seen you in a bit. Boy, how you been? I'm good, Dre. How about yourself? Man, I'm fly, but I tell you what, man, you show these lace down with this apparel, man. Where you get this from? Hey, man, it's that Cash Cow Drip, man. You already know. But you can go ahead and go to my Instagram page at Cash Cow FP. Go ahead and get the drip. Man, I'm with it. Left. For over 100 years, San Diego Shade has been covering windows all over San Diego County. Whether you want roller shades, cellular shades, shutters, you're looking for an automated awning to go over your patio, you want some exterior roller shades to block the sun out, we're the company to go to. We're located conveniently in Miramar area at 7354 Trade Street. You can reach us on the phone at 619-287-8863. You can also check out our website at sandiegoshade.com. I look forward to covering your windows soon.
Have you ever wondered how the pedicab industry got started? You know the guys and gals that travel people around town? Well, purchase the book Pedicab Hearsay, available on Amazon.com, both electronic and hard copy. Get the stories today. guest on today, Randall B. Um, after learning a little bit about this, I kind of like want to change up a little bit and talk about the actual competition of MMA. So one of the reasons how we met was because there was a match going on, and well, that's how we got this talking. Who was that? Who, who was that match? Jan and so no, it was it wasn't the matches itself. We were talking about odds, and like I really didn't look at the odds because like a lot of times odd makers aren't really fighters. So I just I was saying I didn't really watch the odds, but so we were just talking about who was going to win the fight based on the odds. So I was like, well, I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, because I was hearing you talk. I'm not gonna lie, let me. I was hearing you talk, and the way you were talking, I was thinking like this guy must be favored by seven to one. So when I asked what the odds were, and you said you didn't know and you didn't care, I was like, well, I do. I, I kind of care <laughs> because I'm an odds right. kind of person. And when you told me what the odds were, that's when I said, oh. The, uh, the Polish guy is gonna win, and you were like, "What?" <laughs> no, uh, so the the way that works is like, so I I don't actually look at odds, even though when I, you know, sometimes websites will have the odds on front of you, even if you're looking for it or not, right? It's just there. And when I saw it, they had Izzy, uh, which is Israel Adesanya, is the one that just fought in the last UFC. This is the UFC card we were watching. Um, yeah. they had uh, actually they had him a bad underdog at first. This is like early on. Cause I look at the, these fights. I look at these fights like months out, man. As soon as they announce them, I start watching what they're eating, how they're training. Like I'm really like a fight nerd when it comes to that stuff. So I saw, I was like, I felt offended. Man, I'm like, man, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Izzy had fought heavyweight before they're making it sound like he never fought heavyweight. He fought and in, in, I want to say glory kickboxing. He fought at heavyweight and he fought in boxing right. in heavyweight. You'll see uh, MMA was the only, circuit he didn't do heavyweight so they didn't give him enough credit for it if that makes sense yeah and when when you said that the actual when the fight started he was actually favored yeah that means a lot of action yeah, went on. They, they changed the odds so you know obviously the odds are not set in stone two months out if they you know they give you initial odds when the, uh as soon as the fight's announced they're like hey this is the odds and then as a fight as a fight plan and it's probably somebody behind the scenes talking about is there a potential injury because obviously an injury would change how the odds go or things like that right so i don't really look at it the reason why i don't look at it is the, the fight that changed how i look at the odd makers were when ronda rousey fought holly holmes and you know i'm from las vegas born and raised so obviously my friends are out there they're betting and stuff and they know i'm a fight nerd so they will hit me up and ask my advice on their on stuff and they know the odds i don't um i tell them hey i don't know why they got holly holmes such an underdog 
when this is she's a very big woman she's very strong and she's an athlete and you know, Ronda has to get to her and i don't think that's gonna happen i, I told my buddy man bet the house or uh, holly so he ended up winning two thousand dollars <laughs> off of that bet he, he really thanked me holly holmes was like a historically low uh odds i think it was like negative one uh she was like a plus one thousand or something crazy i'm like they don't know what they're talking about so if you really wanted to, you could actually be an analyst for some type of sports betting organization on the knowledge that you have on some of these fighters. So let me ask you real quick, who's some of the top fighters that you uh, kind of like, you know, are attracted to Everyone, as of right uh, now? Like you saying like in my all-time favorites or are you talking about current? I mean, no, no, I'm talking about currently, currently, the current fight. Uh, I, I, you know what? Honestly, a lot of them were on this last car we just watched. So I... Amanda Nunez, I think she's one of the, I think she is the greatest female mixed martial artist of all time. And, and that's kind of undisputed. Really? There's a lot of, even Joe Rogan kind of talked about that over during the, uh, his announcements during that fight. Uh, so Amanda Nunez is probably my number one female fighter right now. And, and then uh, Shevchenko, she's actually 125. I believe she's 125 pound champion. She's another one. She's insane. She's hard to beat. I don't think nobody's going to beat her. Except Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez beat her twice, I believe. But that's right. the only fighter that really beat her. So those are my two favorite female fighters to watch right now. Um, as far right. as guys, like I like watching, you know, Peter Yan had just fought. He just lost from an illegal knee. This last fight card we just watched over this weekend. Yeah, yeah I read about that. Uh, I don't know what he did. I think they said the rumors is that he heard somebody. Remember I, remember I asked you if the fix was in? Remember I asked you, I said, is I the like, fix nah, in? And you were like, what are you talking no about? Way, dude. <laughs> no way. <laughs> the reason why I said that, you were asking specifically about the Izzy fight because Izzy is already a champion coming up weight to fight. And he didn't even, he was only weighed in his 200 pounds. And he had on sweatpants and a piece of, he was holding a pizza box in his hand. So I'm like, that guy is not. <laughs> He's not even weighing as a light heavyweight. And then the other guy he fought probably came in there like 220, 225 doing an actual fight. So, yeah, I didn't think the fix was in. I just thought it was a real com competition. And it showed. The fight was very competitive. Yeah, I, I just threw it out there because in, in, the, in the fight game, you're right. you right. It's more of a boxing thing, man. You're, that world, it's mostly a boxing world. It could be a little crooked. And the way that works is when you go to the promoters, right, the promoters usually like a fighter sometimes. And they're kind of banking on that, and they got behind-the-scenes betting going on. So they try to set him up with a lower-level a lower level promoter that has a fighter that they know they could beat, and his skill set fits this guy. It's kind of like this Canelo fight, in my right. opinion. I feel like the Canelo fight was just a money grab, this last fight he just had. That was a money grab. The real fight is happening yeah. is the yeah. uh, the plant fight coming up. Him is uh, – Canelo Alvarez versus Plant, and I think that's—I'm not sure the exact date that they have arranged, but they had that—they had that fight planned out already before Canelo fought two weekends ago. I'm like, so that's how you know that they're not even looking at this guy serious. They had two fights already scheduled, yeah. so that's mine. I'm like, yeah, don't waste your twenty dollars on going to some bar to get in there and watch this fight. That's a money grab, man. And sure enough, I told the guy, I was like, yo, this is this fight's over by. I say I give it round three max. It was over round two, so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I know it was a fast one. What about John Jones? He's awesome. What about John Jones? Um, he's going to be fighting the winner of Francis Ngannou and Miocic. That's going to be a interesting time right here. We're going to see what's going to happen. We never seen John Jones at heavyweight. I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't really have knockout power anyways, unless he can kick you in the head or you know rain down elbows on you. 
He's going up to oh, heavyweight yeah, to this fight. So that's what he's been doing. That's why we haven't seen him fight in a long time. He's got to let it. It takes a little bit of time for your body to get the weight on it and then get used to the way it moves and see if you can still move fast and not disrupt your cardio so much. Got to do a lot of grazing. Well, huh? not necessarily, man. You could do... <laughs> Uh, you could do more of a eat every two hours, but real meals, not actually like ham, like a handful of almonds, not something like that. You want to do real meals, yeah. clean food, and then you got to work out and you got to have a good trainer to help you make sure that you're still fit as you're putting on this weight and getting used to it gradually. You know, you don't want to just throw on 20 pounds in a week and then try to get out there and be a heavyweight. You know, you need to you need to put this on good weight. You know, you don't every, all weight is not good weight is what they say. Yeah, you're right about that, and I and I like yeah. to tell jokes. So I'm gonna take it too. Hey, um, so let me so give me your top five MMA Fighters. of all time. Doesn't matter what division, as far as you don't have to be yeah, the best, top, but just so your top. I would five. say Jose Aldo. He's a Brazilian fighter. I love that guy, man. He was a champion down in WC and UFC for a long time. Champion. The only his only downfall is he really didn't change. Right, he's been a he's been a face of like the top of the food chain for like ten years. So over time, people are going to start getting used to what you are if you don't make any additions to your game. So that's what happened to him. I would say uh, that's number one. Anderson Silva. I love Anderson Silva. Silva, also Brazil, right? Yeah. He's another yeah, Brazilian, Brazilian, right? Brazilian kickboxer, but he has black belt jiu-jitsu as well. So same thing with Jose Otto. Jose Otto used to play semi-pro soccer, by the way. Um, so I like these guys because I'm a right. – my base is striking, kickboxing, and I like these, these cerebral fighters where they think and break you down. That's what I like to do. For myself so that's why they're in my top two i don't think they're the best fighters ever but i think they're in my top two right and then you got george st pierre obviously another cerebral fighter but he's very fit he lived the he actually helped john jones with his game he told john jones you, you know you can't just be you know fight you know train for a fight and then just go do whatever you want to do after the fight's over you guys actually live the fight life you gotta like be fit all the time always training to get better so J john or gsp was the first guy right, to do right. And he was, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's, he's Canadian, USA, right? He's Canadian. He's like the face of Canada, Canadian. beside Drake. <laughs> but uh, the <laughs> thing about him, he's believe it or not, everybody thinks Conor McGregor is one of the first guys coming out in suits. It was actually George St. Pierre. He was rocking suits back in the days, man. Coming out to these interviews instead of workout gear. So he's a he's my four, and. It's kind of a, a hard toss-up at five, man. I got so many fighters. I like all these fighters, man. It really, I really do. Well, I thought you said – I thought GSP no, was I said, number uh, three. I said uh, Jose Otto. Yeah, I might have said number three. I said Jose Otto, uh, Anderson Silva, GSP. Silva, I and mean, then – This is just – I'm going to say this like a – this is the order. This is the order how I like them. It's my favorites, you know, not necessarily the best fighters. John Jones right. obviously is up there. I got you. And I like Izzy right now, currently, or Peter Yan. Any one of them, you could throw any one of those guys in. I think they're really highly entertaining, really good fighters going against the odds, you know? Right. What about uh, I Tito Ortiz? I love ground and pound. So that's part of my ground and pound. I stole his, uh, his two, I call it two-to-one elbow drop. When he has you on top of you, he put, so say, for example, your right hand's out, right? I put my right and my left hand on your one hand. So that's two against one, right? Two be one, two's better than one, right? Right. So I, so I have my two hands, <laughs> right? Like so I have my two hands head. holding down your one, and then why that one arm is restricted, and you might have one only one hand to cover your face, and I can drop my elbows while I'm pinning down your hand. So Tito Ortiz is the one that started that ground and pound. He he's the first ground and pound guy, 
Fedor is another guy I like too, by the way. Fedor Emilienko, Russian fighter. They're all good, really, yeah. good, really, really good ground and pound fighters. So I love Tito, Fedor, those guys that are really good ground and pound. Okay, one last question, and we're gonna let you get back to right. doing what you do, man. And how would uh the magnificent Bruce Lee fare if during his competition if he was so in his prime? Bruce Lee. Honest, this is my opinion. I think Bruce Lee is really, really the real person who started mixed martial arts. So think about his old videos, his old movies. Think about it. Do you remember the, the times where Bruce Lee would be fighting people and then actually know he had to do this like the scissor kick to their legs and he grabs their legs and he does something to their ankle, but where nobody knew what he was doing, right? <laughs> do you remember that? He was yeah, doing yeah. jujitsu, he was doing ankle kind locks, of, yeah. he was yeah, doing yeah, ankle locks, foot yeah. sweeps and stuff. And yeah. nobody knew what that was. And then then Gracie came out in the UFC one. And they show what people now what they know was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But you know, he was doing the same thing then. And he was like, Oh, I can show you that I'm a smaller fighter that could go against bigger fighters and win. So what so my what I'm saying is Bruce Lee was ahead of his time. And I think because of his mindset, he would he would know how to get better and take on different skill sets around. Because if you look at Bruce Lee's style, it's MMA anyway. He has Chinese, he had Chinese boxing, he he brought yeah. in other stuff, kung fu. Ele other elements from you know he created Wing Chun. Other elements from other the artists, the arts around there. So he, I think he would adapt it and he would have been good. His fitness was impeccable. He lived in breath fighting. His his mindset was there. Bruce Lee would have been good. I think he'd been competitive. He'd have been like a Jose Aldo style fighter. I think if I could compare him to somebody. Yeah, they they say they say uh, he's the one. Yeah, he's the I grandfather agree. of it all. Hey, uh, we like. We like to thank Randall B for giving us some of his expertise, uh, sharing some of his actual military experience, and just giving us some overall, you know, different thought process about our, our nutrition here on the Burrito Radio Show. Uh, Randall B, anything you'd like to say to the audience out there before your man, departure? I just say stay strong. Do this COVID times, man. Just try to be positive, people, man. Spread, spread that good positive energy, man. I think it's contagious, just like COVID, man. To be honest with you, if you ever walk into a room and you be positive. People kind of catch on to that, man. Make their day, man. So that's all I got to say. Got it. Randall B., we hope you can come back and visit us on the show another time here. It was definitely great talking to you. I think you and my brother would have an interesting conversation for sure about the fight. Game. So maybe we can get both of you on at the same time and y'all can have like a little uh, shoot back for and sure. forth type of deal. All right. You got it, Randall B. Hey, strong with the wisdom, okay? Respect on the winners of Yahweh. This is 2B1 Energy on the Burrito Radio Show. We'll check you out next time. As we like to say, it's still one motion. So ride the wave of life. Having troubles with your electronic products, including your cell phone, or maybe it's your laptop? Well, the Nerd Repair Center, located on El Cajon Boulevard, can help you out. Give them a call at 619-363-4210. They're located at 3829 El Cajon Boulevard. Their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Hey, 
you guys. We're over here at uh, Marcella June's Coffee Lounge. Our address is 8513 La Mesa Boulevard. We sell uh, herbal medicine and coffee and tea, and we're working on a lot of community projects uh, to get some massage therapy going in with all this. Um, you can reach us at 619-504-9494. Uh, we're open Monday through Friday again. Please come on by. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Terry from Amethyst Moon. We're located at 8329 La Mesa Boulevard. We'd like to remind you that we're open for business and we have new store hours Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. We'll see you soon. It's still one motion, so ride the wave of life.